following audio is from Deering Christian Church. Join us Sunday mornings at 10.15 or check us out at DeeringChristian.org. The Monday morning after audio failure on Sunday morning, we didn't get the sermon recorded, um, but we did want to sit down and just make a quick podcast uh, to keep our information uh, up to date and to help those of you listen um, just have this message this week. So uh, this is just going to be a sermon recap um, with Jamie. Well, what we looked at, um, the question we looked at really was, what does faith really look like? And I would say probably the main point um, that we, we took a look at, uh, and I'll just give that to you right now, is this. Um, Jesus doesn't call his people to blind faith. He gives them a lot to work with. Um, we call a big chunk of that evidence. Um, but Jesus does call us to faith, and he calls us to, as, as opposed to blind faith, he calls us to real faith, I think would be a good way to put it. And, and the passage of Scripture we looked at was Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. This is the call of Simon Peter, Andrew, James, and John to follow Jesus. Um, let me read it, and we'll talk about it just a little bit. Um, just have a few points for you, and we'll close down. Um, Again, reading from Luke chapter 5, beginning verse 1, I'll be reading from the New American Standard. Uh, It says, Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. This is Jesus, obviously. And he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way from land. And he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners to come from the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw... When he saw this, he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the great catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear. From now on you will be catching men. When they had brought everything, brought their boats, they left. When they brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Now, I like that passage of Scripture because it gives us, along with the Gospel of John, a lot of background. Um, some people have the misconception that Jesus just showed up out of nowhere um, on, the, on the edge of the sea and called these four men to follow him to ministry, and not even knowing who he was, they followed. That, that's just not the case. Um, they, by this time, knew Jesus quite well. They were not technically followers of his yet, but they knew him. Matter of fact, Jesus had already healed um, Simon Peter's mother-in-law. Um, so this was not a call to blind faith. This, this was a call um, on their lives uh, that, that had a lot to back it up. Um, they had already seen Jesus at work, and they knew um, not everything about him, but they knew that he was, um, he was something special. So uh, putting that into our lives, I guess what we need to try to find out and try to look to is, is God still places calls on our life. Um, that still happens today. And um, I get asked lots of times about God's will for people's lives. JB and I both do. Um, 
because he does have a plan for us, and he is calling. So this is a question. How do I know it's God calling, and how do I answer his call? And I just have four things here that I think will help us with this. First of all, when it comes to God's call in our lives, we should very much expect that call to be clear. Um, a lot of people talk about finding God's will for their life, and that's kind of a curious statement because it's not like God's will is lost. It's not. Um, the vast majority we find about about God's will in our life comes right from his word, and we also have the Holy Spirit within to help us with that. Um, Larry Osborne, I'm a big fan of his, and he has something to say about finding God's will and it being very clear. He says, he says, if I can't find God's will, I'm probably stressing out about something that isn't important. Um, and that, that hit me kind of hard when I, when I heard him say that. Um, so we got to understand that God's call in our lives it will be clear. And once again, the vast majority of that comes directly from his word. More on that in just a little bit. Um, if you want to look that up a little bit, look at Psalm 119, 105. Um, and it talks about God's word being a lamp to our feet. Um, pretty important stuff. A lamp does not, the light from a lamp does not go out very far, especially a lamp from 2,000 years ago. Um, so we need to keep that in mind. Um, So, expect God's um, call to be very clear. Number two, expect it to take some time. Proverbs 4.18 talks about the way of the righteous person is like the new day's dawn. Um, And then over time, it's like the day is high noon. Um, Of course, I paraphrase that just a little bit. But what it amounts to is sometimes getting all of the details of God's will is going to take a little bit of time. We're not going to get the whole map right at the beginning. Um, it's going to take a little time for that to happen, and we should understand that. Number three, when God's will becomes clear but makes no sense, we should never forget who we are arguing with. Um, Peter was in this boat. He'd fished all night along with his partners. They caught nothing. They'd spent the whole morning cleaning their nets, mending their nets, which was a very painstaking, tedious process and probably the worst part of being a professional fisherman. Um, Jesus shows up, preaches a sermon, and then he tells Peter to take his boat out in the deep water and cast the nets out. It's the middle of the day. Um, Peter's just worked on these nets. I know what's going through Peter's mind. He's like, okay, I'm going to throw these nets in the water. We're not going to catch anything because it's the wrong time and the wrong place to catch fish. And then I'm going to get back to shore. I'm going to have to mend this net all over again so I can be ready to go back out again tonight and try to catch fish. So forget the afternoon nap. It's not happening. This is the interesting thing. Um, Peter looks at Jesus and says, Lord, we didn't catch anything all night. We're tired. But because you say to do this, I will do this. And he did cast the net, and we know the rest of the story of that. Um, It made no sense to Peter, but because Jesus told him to do it, he did it. Number four, if you want to know God's plan for tomorrow, follow his plan for today. Um, Peter had this call placed on his life along with his brother Andrew and James and John. And this call was to follow Jesus, and he was going to make them fishers of men. But in this passage of Scripture we read, there was another call that came before that one, and that call was simply the one we just talked about. Peter let down the nets. Think about it. If Peter had not obeyed Jesus' request and done what Jesus said, everything could have changed. Everything. But he did let down those nets. He did catch the great quantity of fish. He did end up falling on his face before Jesus in those fish, saying, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. 
He did all of that because he let down the nets before he left the boats to follow Jesus. If you want to know God's plan for tomorrow, follow his plan for today. Um, JB and I both get asked quite often um, by young people about God's will. Is it God's will for me to, to be dating this person? Is God's will for me to marry this person? This is just one example of many. Um, I don't know. JB doesn't know. We don't know the answer to that. But we do know this. God's word says very clearly the type of people we should date, um, and even more clearly um, the way we should conduct ourselves on those dates, and even more clearly the type of person we should marry, someone who believes like we do and who are fellow followers of Jesus Christ. Um, I'm not really sure who we're supposed to marry when I get asked that question, who's God's will, if it's this person or that person, but I know the type of person because God's will is very clear in that, in his word. So this is the question. If you want to know God's plan for tomorrow, are you, am I, following his plan for today? Um, That's really the basis of everything that we looked at. And what we've got to understand and where we wrapped things up yesterday was this. Answering the call of God requires a tremendous amount of faith. Um, these, these two things are so incredibly connected. They could never be separated. God calls and we answer in faith, but God doesn't call us blindly. Um, he gives us something to work with, and, and that's something very much to be appreciated um, and loved about the God that we serve. So thank you very much um, for listening. Again, we're sorry for the technical difficulties yesterday, but, but JB and the crew got that taken care of, so I don't think we'll have any issues in the future. Um, hope yeah, you have so a good Monday. This, this sermon recap, um, bottom line. Give us the bottom line again, Jamie. The bottom line is God does not call us to a blind faith. Um, God calls us... But when he calls us to something, he gives us something to back it up, whether it be evidence, whether it be um, directions from his word, or even the power of the Holy Spirit within and, and the direction of the Holy Spirit. God call, God calls, but he does call us to a blind faith. You know, I hear people say sometimes um, it's about being faithful in the little things, you know. and But just listening to... Um, listening to this message, uh, one thing that really stuck out to me is um, when his word and when his spirit uh, convicts and leads me to do something that doesn't really make sense in my life right now, I have to ask myself, am I going to be faithful and obedient to that? And sometimes it doesn't feel like it's a little thing. You know, sometimes it feels like this is major and this really doesn't make sense and this is going to stick out with other people and this is going to stick out as you know why would I be making this life decision right now or living this way and um, I just really uh, appreciated that message and just reinforcing that idea that it that it matters that we're faithful not just in the little things but even in the things that don't make sense absolutely what think about it if Peter had not dropped the nets what how would the story turned out Exactly. I mean, I mean, maybe Jesus would have found four other guys to start his ministry. I mean, and I know God's plans interwoven in all of that, but we don't have to ask that question because Peter did. Respond. In our in our parenting, uh, we have to be obedient to the little things, even if today it, there's no more time to do the things that we know that we should be doing with our children. It's going to matter because God has called us to do that. Oh yeah. Um, uh, it's what, so hard to get out of the recliner sometimes in the evening. It's been a long day, and to go into that room and pray with those kiddos, 
to talk to them about their day because that's what they want to do before they go to bed. They want to talk about their day. They want to be asked those questions. They want to be silly, you know, and it's sometimes it's just like, I just want to watch my TV show. I just want to watch my TV show. But it's those faithful little things that, um, and when you look at it, Hindsight's twenty twenty. It's like that's stupid. That's a dumb decision. Why did I even battle with that? But yeah. it's that momentary thing of like, do I really want to do this right now? And being faithful, as you said, in those little things, yeah, so incredibly important. You know, another one, Jamie, that really sticks out to me is just uh, striving to to do the right thing and live the right way and be faithful to those little things and be praying about those things in the work environment and school environment, even though um, this is not like. I didn't deserve to be treated like that. I, I, you know, I shouldn't have to go above beyond, above and beyond, you know. But when we're looking at His Word and we're praying about it, He's going to call us to that all the time. Right. And, um, you know, it might not, it might not matter. Like the little thing today might seem like it, it didn't even matter. They didn't even notice that I did that, or they didn't notice that I that I didn't retaliate, or but. Um, in God's, you know, in God's perfect timing down the road, uh, what you're doing might be laying a foundation to share the gospel, you know, might be laying a foundation for that to come back. And just remember that we're not doing it for anybody else. We're, we're, we're doing it as a obedience to him, you know, but Jamie, great message. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to sit down. All right. Appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good week. We'll be looking forward to see you Wednesday night and Sunday morning.